Father Lord, we thank you. You are the wonder-working God. You are the almighty God. You are the all-powerful God. There's none like you. There's none beside you. You are the ancient of this. You are the great I am. You are the mighty man in battle. You are the one who fights all our battles. You are the one who can never lose a battle. You are our God. You are our shield. You are our strength. You are our buckler. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the things that you do for us. Thank you for the mighty things you do for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the wondrous things you do for us. Thank you for fighting all our battles. Thank you for peace, even in the, in the middle of storm. Father, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Lord God Almighty, the entrance of your word, it gives light and understanding to the simple. Father, speak to us. Minister to our hearts. And please make it impossible for any one of us to live here the same way we have come. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, eternal Father. And we promise you, Lord, that we'll return all the glory, all the honor, and thanksgiving back to you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Last week, we looked at, we laid a foundation. Uh, before then, I'd like to welcome everyone to church. Please celebrate yourselves. Celebrate yourselves. Celebrate yourselves. Amen. Um, last week, we started our series on victory. And, um, I believe we got one or two things. I don't want to go back to last week because we have um, quite a stretch to cover this morning. Um, our text is taken from, I'll be speaking more in the angle of what you can do to trigger victory speaking more from that angle. And 2 Corinthians 2.14 is our, where I'll be starting our deliberations for this morning. Amen. Let's read together one, two, go. Now, thanks be to God who always lead us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. I believe um, last week we were able to explain and establish, like I said last week, um, the fragrance here. I want to believe that it's probably in line with the Roman tradition. When the Roman soldiers, whenever they win a battle, the way you know that they've won is that there's fragrance all over the room, all over the place. And that's how you get to know. So now, starting today, uh, I, I want to start. Um, okay, let's. The scripture again says, "Now thanks be, God, be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place." So I'll start this morning by telling us that 
you know, winning or victory is in your DNA. I think I want us to settle that first and foremost. Winning is in our DNA. Winning is in our DNA. That's why no wonder the Bible says, um, Apostle Paul said in the scripture, that he said, fight the good fight of faith. Because you have won even before you started. That's what the scripture says. Fight the good fight of faith. And if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 57. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 57. It says that, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory. So it is, again, I'd like to let us know that it is God who gives us. We don't take it. It is God who gives us, not our qualifications. Um, I'm not trying to talk down on education. Education is good. Yeah, a very fat, rich-looking resume is fantastic. But that's not what gives us victory. Um, it is God who gives us victory. And he said to us, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, not through anything else. Every other thing you have, they are secondary. You can only be victorious through Jesus. And if you look at the next verse, verse 58 of 1 Corinthians 15, Verse 58 of 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Let's read together. I want to go. Therefore, my brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. So whatever, what the scripture is just trying to do, to tell you, sorry, is to encourage you that whatever the devil tries to do, don't reduce or don't let him push you out of whatever it is you do for God. Don't let him push you out of your love for God. Don't let him push you out of your dependence on God. Don't let him push you. He says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable. What does the word immovable mean? Self-explanatory. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Don't let him push you. I've heard people say that, ah, ah, before, because I lost my mom. Ah, where is God? Where, where was he? Um, do, 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 do. Where was he? Where was he? Where was he? Where was he? Uh, ah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, Come to, I don't know, maybe I, I'm not going to come to church again. Uh, I'm not going to. Uh, it was a Sunday. It was a Thanksgiving Sunday. I can't forget. It was a Thanksgiving Sunday. But you grow to that realm that I'm about to tell you. It was a Thanksgiving. I was in my office. And one of our pastors here, we're together, we're in the office. Just, you know, I think catching up about the service. And the pastor got a call that her father passed on. Thanksgiving Sunday. And she was meant to minister the next Sunday. So I was expecting to... I didn't see anything about the ministration. Then I was expecting... I was even planning a backup message already. 
was expecting to get a text that, ah, um, PJ, I would not be able to do this and that. Like I said, you grow into that. It's not a, de- it's not a destination you come to in just one day. It, is, it takes... I mourned my mom for three months. I didn't come to church. <laughs> so you get it is it get it, it is these things are in levels. So I'm not trying to rush you and say that God forbid if something happens you. Mm-mm. But I pray that whatever will happen, whatever the plan of the devil is to push you out of that place that God has put you. It is frustrated this morning in Jesus' name. That's why the Bible says, be immovable. Be immovable. So, our start point this morning is Matthew 11, verse 28, as we begin to dive deeper. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. The Bible says, let's read together. One, two, go. Come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Breaking news, breaking news, and breaking news. Humanity, humanity became heavy laden after the fall of man. Yes. Humanity became heavy laden. After the fall of man. Humanity carried a load bigger than them after the fall of man. I decree in the name of Jesus. I decree by the power in the name of Jesus. Every evil load that you may be carrying per adventure at this time. Let the owners carry it. Amen. So, the Bible tells us that those who are heavy laden, he said, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. You were called so that Christ can give you rest. There are some people they have been in the church for a long time and nothing is happening for them. These people celebrate their situation more than they celebrate revelation. No wonder they are stuck on the same spot. You know, I jokingly tell us that sometimes we see someone holding the microphone to preach. Some are preaching their pain some, as they are preaching to you, they are preaching to themselves. Some even need that someone more than you do. That's why you shouldn't joke with any time. They say it is time to hear the word of God. If you look at verse 29, verse 29, it talks about a yoke. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. One thing we want to establish from this verse is that so Christ has a yoke, 
And if you don't learn from him, you will not enter into the rest you have been called to. If you don't learn of him, you will never enter into that rest that you have been called into. You just be a theor- theoretical victor with no results to show for it. <laughs> if you have somebody to blame for whatever situation you are in right now, you will never come out of it. If you have somebody to blame for whatever situation you find yourself right now, you will never come out of it. Church person, you take responsibility. It's so funny that this year has been the, you know, prophesying to myself now, the greatest year for me. And a year that has given me many reasons to to actually maybe just take a bow and go. I'm telling you the truth. But there's something about the word of God that just keep coming. And you know, recently I just said to myself, this is going to be my best year yet. I don't even care how many months. It's many. I don't know if you, are, if you are in the same shoes with me this morning. I want you to decree loud and clear that this is going to be my best year yet. The problem, what, where, did we, where did the problem start from? The, one of the major problems is that most churches are no longer learning centers. And our first responsibility as Christians to learn of him. Our churches become ground for spiritual show off. Come. Your name is Gide. I thought his name is Sandra. You are using MTN. Your mom is black. How do you see someone like this and you feel you feel an Abino will give that to <laughs> I'm just you know, those are that's what where so where the challenge or the problem started from? Our churches are no longer learning centers. Our first responsibility is as Christians is to learn of him. The word Christian is becoming like Christ. That's the meaning. How do you become like somebody you do not you are not willing to learn of? Ephesians 4:20. Let me show you. Ephesians 4:20. Christ is learned. If you want victory, if you want all-round victory, Read what is on the screen loud. No, let's read together. One, two, go. 
Is that in your Bible? Christ is learned. Go to verse 21. Please go to verse 21. Ephesians 4, 21. Let's read together. One, two, go. If indeed you have heard him and you have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. No, there's a difference between the fact and the truth. The fact might not be the truth. Yes. There's a difference between the fact and the truth. The fact is that Ayotunde is in church right now. The truth is that he might not even be in church. He might be here in body and his mind elsewhere. But the fact is that he's in church right now. Did you get that? And verse 21, Ephesians 4. He says, if indeed you have heard of him, you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. When you study the Bible, what happens to you is the truth, not the fact. Because the truth is higher, is more reliable than the fact. So when you study the Bible, what happens to you is the truth. You discover the truth. You discover the truth. Your life changes forever. You discover the truth. The truth is that, the fact is that you might be out of job right now. But the truth in the world says you are the head and not the tail. The fact, when God told Abraham, I'm going to make you father of many nations. The fact at the time was that <laughs> it was in every indices pointed to the fact that that cannot happen or that could not happen. But does he change the truth in the word of God that God has spoken? Your condition right now doesn't matter. What matters is that are you doing the word? You want victory? Are you not ready to do the word? Are you not ready to devote yourself in the word, in the place of the word? Because you will see results if you are given, if you are sold out to the word. You may not even have offering right now. But the truth is that if you know the word, you know that you are rich in Christ. Hebrews 5.8 It says, the Bible tells us, as they put on the screen, it said, though he were his son, he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. The problem or the challenge with a lot of people 
is that they take the message of grace the wrong way. That's the challenge. What am I expecting you to do this morning? Question mark. He says he lent obedience to the things he's done. He do what am I expecting you to do? Do what you are told to do. That's what I'm expecting you to do. Do what you are. Tell the person beside you what is expected of you. Well, I tell them what is expected of you. You're waking up at night to pray. Shouldn't be because you have a problem only. You're waking up at night to pray. Should be because you want to fellowship with your maker. I know many people have tried this many times. Call me at 3 a.m. and I intentionally always take it. Take the call so that you know. These things look so difficult until you start. It looks so difficult until you start. I know for sure. I know for sure. That Pastor Boss said, start praying at 5 a.m. Like I know for sure. Call me at 3 a.m. I'll take your call and my voice will be clear. It's only when you have problem. It's only when your boss in the office is showing you shaggy. And I say, what I owe you is three days VG. <laughs> Give me three days VG. You now do three days VG, they now promote your boss. <laughs> instead of removing. <laughs> 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 Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Philippians 2 5. It says, let this mind be you. The same that was in Christ Jesus. Have this mind that you have to learn obedience, especially obedience to the word of God. Christ didn't die for you to live your life anyhow. That's not why he died. Don't get it twisted. Grace is a teacher. I'm sure you have heard me say this many times here. You have to learn something. Grace is a teacher. You have to learn something. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. If one person will make it in your family, that person will be you. Hebrews 2 3. Hebrews 2 3. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? 
I pray for you, you shall escape. In the name of Jesus, anything that the enemy is ravaging against you, you will escape it in the name of Jesus. According to Psalm 124 and verse 7, he said we have escaped from the snare of the fowler. I pray in the name of Jesus, very important, that envy will not bring you down. Amen. Envy will not bring you down. God will surround you in the name of Jesus. Amen. The word that you do will answer for you. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In the book of 1 John 4, 4, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4, the Bible says, eh, don't be worried, you little children. You have overcome the world because greater is he. You have God, little children. Worry not and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And if you now look at 1 John 5, 4, 1 John 5, 4 confirms this scripture. Let's read it again. Want to go? For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Whatever means, including your bank accounts. Whatever means, including your master's degree. Whatever means, including that your family name. That you think if you mention it there, you will, everybody will be running and using their head to eat, to eat each other. Whatever means, those things that look so big to you. Whatever is born of God. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Did you see the word our faith there? How does faith come? Wearing what? <laughs> the question now is how does faith come? Faith comes by obedience to the word of God. And corresponding action to the word of God. That thing you are doing in the secret. You think you are doing your pastor? If you think you are doing your pastor a favor, you are doing yourself a favor. If you wake up at night to fellowship with God, you think you are helping your pastor. You are helping yourself. If you wake, wake up to study your word, the Bible, the word of God, you think you are doing your pastor a favor. No, you are doing yourself a favor. I've said it many times before. And I'm saying it here again. I have. Of course, I'm still a growing Christian. But I know a lot, a few people know here. There were times, there was a particular time, early as a pastor, if I hold the microphone, I'm preaching as I'm singing like this. If we had 100 people in the room, 25 has gone out as I'm singing. The remaining 25 that want to go out, we want to even say, let them give me moral support small. Five minutes into the sermon, they'll go out small, 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 small. 
When they hear in conclusion, they now start coming back inside. And I've also seen some of my sermon notes then. And I say, man, and people listen to this nonsense. <laughs> so when you devote yourself to the word, you are doing yourself a favor. That's how you grow in the Lord. The Bible calls faith a shield. In other words, what ravages every one of your color, for example, you'll be shielded. Um, faith is not being positive. There's difference between being positive and faith. That's not faith. Faith is corresponding action to what you believe. The reason why Pastor Bosse woke up and entered the range to church today and didn't ride bicycle. But she knows that if she puts the key to the range, at least the last time she checked, the car will start and will bring her to church and back home. Faith is what? Corresponding action to what you believe. So if you believe God can answer prayers, why are you telling people your problem more than you are telling God? If you believe God can answer prayers truly, why are you discussing your problems with people more than you are discussing with God? You see something wrong in the house of God. You ignore and say that's not your business. Is that faith? What about forgiveness? Unforgiveness is like taking poison and expecting another person to die. Unforgiveness can affect your health. <laughs> um... Bishop, is he a bishop? Pastor Kenneth Hagin. Whenever he wants to run conference, maybe three or four days conference, the first two days, he first teaches forgiveness. I'm telling you the truth. He teaches forgiveness the first two days. And those first two days, see healing, see the miraculous, just by teaching forgiveness and leading people to let go of people they have held for a long time in unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is that faith. If you believe God, ha, ah, what he did to me. But the word of God says that no matter what, let go. It says I will fight your battle, and great shall be what? Your peace. So if you believe him, why are you holding anyone in unforgiveness? If you ask mental health people, unforgiveness even does you more harm than even the person. But sometimes the person you are even holding has moved on. He doesn't even know whether 
I know this thing is so tricky that if you, this, forgive, if you refuse to forgive someone, what's the highest thing somebody can commit against someone? I've never seen change it for anyone before. Maybe if you go and maybe talk to his wife anyhow, maybe that's how you really know powerful men. Maybe. I don't know what can trigger anything. I'm just giving instances. But what if the person after talking to Oga's wife anyhow, he went to God and said, God, ah, I passed my boundary. I know I passed my boundary. Forgive me. Please forgive me. And God says, I've forgiven you. And you are still there. Odini. Odina. The question is, ask the person, unforgiveness, is that fit? Mm, go ahead. I give you permission. Ask. Unforgiveness makes the heaven closed over one's life. Second Corinthians 9 verse 8, the amplified version. Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. The amplified version. It says that let's read together one to go. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. So that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Never again will you live consistently in penury. The God that made a way in the middle of the sea will make a way for you. Never again will you live your life depending on people. Amen. I decree in the name of Jesus, God will do your own. Amen. 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 Joshua chapter 1 from verses 1 to 2. Almost, I'm almost done. I told us something last, last week. So I want to build on it now. Your mentor can die. Your pastor can die. Who cannot die? Okay, Joshua 1, from verse 1 to 2. Let's read together. 1 to go. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of nobody, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is what? Is dead. Now, therefore, Arise, go over this Jordan. You and all is these people to the land which I have given to them, the children of Israel. It always looked like Christians. I used to think early that Christians that they are too. I don't know whether wicked. That I don't want to use the word wicked. That's not the word I'm looking for. But they they move on so quickly, especially when people who are born again passes on. I, I hope you understand what I mean. Like they don't, yes, it can, depending on how close the person is to you, to them, you get what, to us, um, let me not say them, I'm speaking like I'm an outsider in the family, to, the, to us, 
You feel somewhat like everybody moves on, you know, because the scripture says that ah, the death of a saint is something to rejoice about. So Joshua was still there brooding. Hey, my boy, I just survived. He. Ah, hey, ooh, he, hey, I can't eat. No appetite. And God said, now you get Joshua. Now you get Moses. Who get Moses? No, be me get him. That's why I say that Moses, my. What's your why are you crying more than the owner of the Sabbath? <laughs> Amen. So, your mentor can die. God uses people to bless you, no doubt. Yes, God uses people to speak to you, no doubt. They can die, but God cannot. Why am I telling you all this? It is because so therefore, don't be faithful to any man at the detriment of the word of God. Paul says, follow me as I I, as a pastor, I cannot even trust you. If you haven't given to God, and you now come to give me. Ofe Pamini. What do you want to give to God? Give your life to God first. That's how I will know that you can even follow me faithfully as I'm following him faithfully. So that there's no mismatch anywhere. I'm going to be a bit controversial now. Someone asked me, what do you think about one player in Europe that his club, he trolled him on their TikTok, you know, on some racist whatever. I said to the person, do you want to hear the truth? He said, Pastor, what do you think? I said, do you want to hear the truth? He said, it's cash out season for that guy. Nothing they did pending. Live story. We are used to. We just know that this is in an environment where they don't send you. Me too, I don't send you. But pay my money as you have, you have saved in my hand. So you will bear the consequences. Because it, will, it may look at it from the angle that if he was the one who told someone like that, they will sue him. They will sue him. Now, someone is saying that Nigerian. He says, no, he's saying that his mental health is disturbed. He's getting him. <laughs> Joshua 1 verse 5. Joshua 1 verse 5. Joshua 1 verse 5. The Bible tells us, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses. What did he say to him? So I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. You know, he said no man shall be able to stand before you all this over. Do you know that some secretaries to that place where you want to drop proposal, there are a gate. You can drop the proposal as you leave. They just put it in the dustbin. Why? We can't even greet. <laughs> I don't even know. I just don't like his face. Or her face. 
There are a gate. Do you believe what I'm talking about? A wise man eh, will respect secretary and PA even more than he respects Oga. Because those are gates, very powerful gates. You don't know. Those are gates. Have you ever seen, have you ever been in a situation where you need to see a big man and the secretary of PA is on your side? If he's in the toilet, he'll call you. He's in the toilet now. Stay in the toilet door. <laughs> Let me see you. If he's not on your side, if he comes in the office, yeah, you get there. And he knows that you should not be blocked. Protocol, you are not supposed to be on subjected to anybody. He's eating. <laughs> At least he didn't block you. Don't tell you that the guy is eating. Even though a guy might not even be eating inside. So they are a gate. But the Bible says no man shall be able to what? Withstand you all the days of your life. I remembered when I started going to Shomolu, the chairman's office, the first time. The secretary, there are two secretaries. One is civil servant, call them evil servant. One old man can even tell you how they put the block of the council together. I get there, chairman has said, PJO, unrestricted access. Ha, this woman frustrated my life. One day I was walking into the office, there was bill. <laughs> I stood there. And the chief of staff came out and saw me. He said, What are you doing here? He said, ah, Mama said I should go here. He said, Come, come on. When I said, Your guy was in the office laughing, playing with people. The best you with me. They are a gate. I'm telling you the truth. They are in gates. But the Bible says that nobody will be able to withstand you. Nobody will be able to stand against you. Verse 6, Joshua 1.5. Let's go to verse 6. There's something I want to show you. I'm getting to the place where I want to break the ice of, this, of today's teaching. It says that be strong and of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. You know, all this while, have you seen this scripture before? Let me start from there. Be strong and be of good courage. Have you seen it before? You know, all this while, I've always seen this scripture as, you know, be strong. Maybe in the context of be strong and fight the fight of faith. Uh, be strong, fight them, I'm with you. Mm -mm. That's not what the Bible means. So, if you look at verse 7, it will change your perspective on this verse. And you understand that two will be victorious. One of the things that triggers victory is strong adherence. Staying put in the place of the word. That's what guarantees victory. Look at verse 7, please. 
And you see the reason why. He now says, be very, very. Only be strong. Let's just get a one to go. Only be strong and very courageous. That you may observe to do according to the, to the word. It is a be strong so that you can go and point them in the face. Be strong so that nobody. Oh yeah now. As the law of Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it, right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Why should you be strong? So that nothing can push you away from the word. That's what the scripture is saying. It takes strength and courage to be able to do the word. And that's why he told Joshua, be strong and courageous. Don't let anything push you out of the world, away from the world. You know it. To delete that number of that you are to, especially the attendance of this world. I want meat pie. I want sausage. I want ice cream. Hey, Kofu is here. I want to greet you. Kofu is Kofo will be pinching. I don't want. Kofo says he wants salad and fried rice and chicken. It will be so hard to delete that Aristos number. But it takes courage, understanding the word. I don't belong here anymore. I don't belong here anymore. It takes strength and courage to be able to do the word. If you do the word, nobody will be able to stand before you. A lot of people ask me, you are always on your, your head, keeping your head high. Because, by the grace, I know the word. I know what God's word is for me. I know what I'm sent to do by the grace of God. I don't copy anybody. I don't want to be like anybody. I'm just the best version of myself. To the glory of God. So I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Begin to prosper wherever you go. May you not be stagnant in the name of Jesus. Anything that is designed or concocting to keep you on a spot... Is destroyed by fire. Amen. In the name of Jesus. He says, uh, only be strong. Do you know the meaning of only? It means you don't have a choice. It means there's no other option. Only be strong. And I say very courageous. As you keep the law, the word of God. Only be strong. Only means that's the only thing I want you to do. Not true, but what? Only. Anything God tells you, do it. Don't follow the doctrines of the devil because you'll be shortchanging yourself. Even the devil knows, according to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. Time up. 
Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of what? Of faith with you. And be able to quench all the fairy darts of the devil. So even the devil knows, according to Ephesians 6, 16, that you can quench all his fairy darts. You had a bad dream yesterday night. You can quench it this morning. The devil attacked you all night. You can bounce back this morning. You are a demon frustrator. Anyone who is rooted in the world is a demon frustrator. Verse 8 of Joshua. Verse 8 of Joshua. Chapter 1. It says, this book of the law shall not depart of your mouth. Shall meditate therein day and night, and thou shalt observe to do according to what is written therein. Then you will have what? Good success, and your ways will be prosperous. Let me explain something to you. Moses died in that scripture, as when that scripture was written. He had a rod that parted the Red Sea before he died. You know he died with his rod. He didn't leave it. The only thing he left for Joshua was the word. Imagine if that's all Joshua relied on when he was following Moses. That one day, I'll collect the rod. Is that not one chance pro, pro max? It left him with the word of God. Psalm chapter 1 and verse 1, as I begin to close, or as I close. It says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners. Sometimes, ungodly here are not physical beings. What about that suggestion in your heart? Are they godly? What about that suggestion in your heart? And verse 2. He said, Nor seats on the seats of the scornful. Do you know that sometimes where you sit can deplete the grace of God upon your life? Are sitting somewhere. You know, I've said it here before. I cannot sit where anybody is saying evil things about Garigio. He always feels like he's there in the room with us. I always stand up. I can't even be talking about my pastor. Anyhow. And I'll sit down there. Where you sit sometimes can defeat the grace of God upon your life. In my question to you, where are you sitting? Where do you sit? Do you know sometimes fear people who you say nonsense to, you talk, you gossip about them, and all they say, they Mm. You know who you cannot be quoted. 
He says, verse 2, he says, but the delight is in the law, and he meditates day and night. Apostle Oropo, what's that his name? Talks about, he explained meditation this week during the youth convention. Did you notice that no name was mentioned in this scripture? Less is the man. That's because why? If you live in the world, your name is applicable. And verse 3, all he did was meditate on the word of God day and night. He didn't join bad association. Rise on your feet. Rise on your feet. Declare loud and clear. Whatever I do from today will prosper. Yeah, declare it like 12 times, 10 times, 50 times. Whatever I do from today will prosper. Whatever, whatever. In the name of Jesus, whatever I do from will prosper. Will prosper. Will prosper. Whatever I do from today will prosper. In the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus that after this service that the devil will cry for it in the name of Jesus. Your prayer life will go to another level. Your study life will go to another level. I decree victory all the way. I decree victory all the way. No evil shall come around you. You shall be far from oppression. I declare and I declare God will help you. In the name of Jesus. I want you to say after me from today... My life begins to move up. In the name of Jesus. I am exactly like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. I bring out my fruits in my season. And my leaf will never wither. Shout that in the name of Jesus. I love the Lord and I love his word. In Jesus' precious name, I have prayed. Amen.